Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Benders and Brews. And not only is it another episode of Benders and Brews, it's the season two finale. <laughs> That's going to be fun to play with in editing. Uh, also, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're listening to our season two finale. Uh, if you're not caught up on things and you're listening to this episode, what are you What are you doing, you crazy person? Go back. Go back. Yes. Like, thank well, you. Well, I like to listen to stuff backwards. So There's a unique taste. No, you know, no, no. I have too heard soon. of that. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. How do you decide when to start, though, when we're like an ongoing podcast? You have to wait until we're like done you wait till retirement yeah goodness that Blame. could be a while we don't know anyways uh welcome back uh again season finale i've got a big announcement sort of mini episode i'll be posting after this about kind of things some changes you'll see with our channel as a whole which is kind of a cool concept uh don't worry benders and bruises isn't going anywhere we'll be back for season three it's all good uh, but whatever the case uh we're in the finale we're in uh, episode 12 we're gonna go around and give our our character facts for this episode connor yes aka broccoli what do you got for me so while uh while working at the old blissful brew there working were at the blissful brew yes yes if there were ever any some unruly customers that oh, uh, yes. that Bill would say like, "Hey, this this guy's being a jerk," <laughs> I would purposefully like make I would earth bend the ground so that their chairs were always rickety. Oh, they would never be level. <laughs> so like these are like the people that like give Bill when he's like serving the tea or whatever, and they're like giving him crap or yeah. like they're just kind of being rude or. They're, you know, giving, they're like spanking him as he walks he by. He was a dishwasher. What are you talking about? But like Bill would come to, Bill would come to Brock. Oh, Like, hey, this, fine. this customer is being a jerk. You know, like to vent. Like they right. do, they go to the back to talk. Like, oh man, customers. this guy so doesn't he, seem like a good tipper. So I, he would just earth I strictly remember in the first episode Oof. when Bill came to you and said, hey, there's a guy being unruly. You just walked out front and just like earth bended punched him but, but I, I, see and that's why i wanted to clarify what you meant because that guy was being an active like physical menace to everybody in the, i'm pretty the sure restaurant. i started it yeah she for sure started oh, no, she it. Started I, didn't, it. I didn't actually punch him and i don't think i laid a hand on i think that you yet. tripped him but i think that was about it yeah i did not punch him i, I hadn't mean, got the punching yet that right. was mainly i don't think i interacted with that guy aside from like saying come on like let's let's simmer down here oh, that's okay. right now so the because person, he wasn't in his seat that's yeah he he was was his that's how i inflict psychological warfare <laughs> on these guys so like, oh, everyone has his chairs it's fine. Is mine the only one that's, that's wiggling? Gosh, are you guys? Are you guys getting this? <laughs> that right there will inflict more psychological trauma than any sort of beating could. I think you're right. Now, the person that did do the most damage to that individual during the whole interaction was our good friend Guohan, who spilled a bunch of dirty, nasty tea all over him. <laughs> uh, Guo, Dave, aka Guo, what's uh, what's Guo's interesting fact? So Guo is an expert napper. <laughs> <laughs> he can not only fall asleep very quickly, he can also almost set an internal timer, if you will. Oh. Uh, wake up. Like, if he's like, all right, got 15 minutes. Let's do this. And 15 minutes goes by, and he'll, he'll come out of his slumber. Damn. And pretty is this close something to that kind of really developed in the circus with all yeah. these chores and stuff? Yeah, all the, he'd have to catch sleep where he could, or it's like, oh, I can catch a few winks between this show and this show or nice. I don't have to clean up until that one until then or some kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. Well done. 
Um, another individual that was key to the initial <laughs> tea shop fighting in the assistance of tripping the man and getting him out of the restaurant was our good friend uh, Bill, played by Cameron, voiced by Cameron. Both, I mean, you're playing him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, so I have a fact, yeah. but I'm not sure if I should do this fact or if this fact should be revealed slowly through the plot. Always with the plot. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna give you some hints. You're like, uh, no, 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 no. This is like, you might have to edit. This is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So I I'll bet re- this guy watches anime for the plot. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is not an edit. Okay. So okay. should I say what his fear is? Spiders? Yes. Sure. Spiders. That's too much of an issue Spider because I've been slowly hinting it throughout the first two seasons, but. Right. Uh, I could see how that would be really interesting to just happen. Losing his bow staff. No, ah. it's definitely spider monkeys. Ah. So but not I like spider that monkeys that we know. Here, just be like, hey, I've been hinting it through two seasons, but Bill has this fear. Or you know what? It honestly could come up in this very episode. Okay, so I should not say it then. Nah. Yeah, it'll be more interesting when it happens. Okay. Okay. Non-linear okay. plot lines. Is that your fear? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me. Think of a fact, and we'll just you'll just go like back to me. Yeah, I mean, think yeah. of a fact then, because that was what I was gonna. No, do. that's fair. That's fair. What would it's Bill do if he <laughs> ordered food and got the wrong food? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, Pebble reviews. <laughs> Bill does know about the Pebble reviews. Actually, he hasn't told uh, Guohan about them though. He secretly oh. he's saw him do it, but right. Okay, what would Bill do if he was given the wrong order at a restaurant? Right, right. And Bill would How go. How does Bill handle that kind of disappointment? Bill would uh, actually take it pretty, like, he'd call the waiter over, and he'd be like, hey, this isn't what I ordered. Uh, could you give me this instead, which is what I ordered? And then afterwards would be like, hey, could you uh, take a little off my bill because of the inconvenience? <laughs> oh, and but he'd be really nice about it the whole way through. Yeah, this kind of plays into my fact from last week, which is Bill was raised in a rich family, so right, like right. he he kind of like he doesn't stand for the idea he that he does get what he wants. Really not how rich people act. Yeah, he's a more polite rich person. Yes, I guess it depends on his your raising. As yeah, well. oh yeah, he buy the whole restaurant and yeah. fire. <laughs> I'm gonna just set fire to the building and for him. It's right. not a very Bill thing to no. do. Rich person with empathy, get out of here. What is, what is this? Oh. Yeah, who raised you? Huh, yeah. maybe, you must have been the nanny. Maybe, some, maybe there's reason for all this. Oh. The nanny? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say that. Your it's parents sure. didn't raise His you to be a respectable young nanny. man. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised by the nanny. His mom was, was posing as Mr. Ogre on all the wrong. It's a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> That would uh, mean his mom would be dead. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> parents have I no guess that's being true. alive in backstories. That's of, right. Uh, yeah. Oof. Well, good thing it's not a backstory <laughs> anymore, right, Mika? <laughs> uh, the person who managed to trick the initial uh, annoyance to the tea shop in our very first episode, Mika, uh, who got him to go to another bar, maybe, or at least leave. One I way just or another. made up a bar. Yeah, you did. He uh, went down some back alley somewhere, but yeah, he he's, some stairs, we never saw he's him gone. again. That's so. what's important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Mika, what uh, what's your make Michaela playing Mika? What's your interesting fact? 
My interesting fact is Mika's perfect date. Whoa. Would what? be April whatever. On a what Tuesday. Oh, okay. Not so hot, not so cold. Maybe somewhere in the cold in the in the fall. <laughs> Every Tuesday comes in and it's a mellow temperature. It doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> Tuesdays are the awesome. So okay, okay, hold on, hold on. So you're saying on a Tuesday on a Tuesday that has kind of a medium to slightly cooler weather. Yeah, kind of like fall weather, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's I get that. <clears throat> um something outdoors, you know. Use some imagination. Fair enough. Ending the night under the stars. Oh, very nice. Very classic. That reminds me of a song. Mika going out on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) And that's as much as we can say without getting sued. No, (laughs) we're just quoting. It's true. Um, My name is Skylar. I'm the game master. And my idea of a date is going out to a restaurant, or the perfect date, I guess, is getting taken to a nice restaurant where they give me the wrong food and I eat it anyways because, I don't know, it's... Free food, hopefully. Well, maybe. And also, (laughs) I probably haven't tried it before, and that sounds like fun. Hmm. So, wait. Can you tie in the other two stories of that? Uh, Do you you want wrong orders? That's your perfect date? I'm, I'm confused by this, because, like, it sounds like you prefer getting the wrong order. You know, sometimes you, you fall into a slump of like, well, it's this restaurant I've been to a hundred times and I'll just keep getting the same thing because I know I like it. And you need that outside force to just force you into a situation where you're too nice to ask or you just feel awkward asking for a redo in the correct order. And so you just roll with it and it gets you something that maybe you, you know, end up liking. And if you don't, then you learn something about yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that luxury, but I have a food allergy. That's true. You play with fire with that. (laughs) Awesome. And in we go. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the big finale for season two, episode 12. Um, We, when last we left off, uh, you guys followed Mayu Yinyu to the big, massive city-like base that is the, the current... Uh, not only just Yu Dao's rescue team squadron base, but also the headquarters for rescue team squadron in general, an organization that helps earthbenders, waterbenders, etc. Just the various nations in need as they fight against the slowly rising forces of the Fire Nation as they start to secretly sort of take over the borderlands of the Earth Kingdom and so on and so forth. Um, while you guys were in, or when you first got to the city, you ran in, Brock, you ran into an old friend, Sora, uh, who you remember from your backstory episode. This is, again, great time to start promoting those and saying, if you haven't heard the backstories for all the characters. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, you Go check those out. Uh, but whatever the case, you saw Sora, an old friend of yours. She was there, of course. She's now risen in the ranks of the rescue team squadron. She's a, a leading figure, which is pretty cool. Um, they showed you plans to break into their old facility, which they recently had to abandon because of Fire Nation Discovery. Uh, now they're residing here in this base, but they had left some important plans back at the old base, and a specialist was set to show up at that old base and search for those plans here soon. A specialist that 
some of you recognize the name of Wang Long, the commander and general, or one of those things, I don't know military ranks very well, uh, of a Fire Nation group that has kind of been like the leading cause of the attacks on these borderland areas of the Earth Kingdom and the Water Nation and etc. Um, two of you knew of Wang Long. Uh, Bill, you had been experienced him uh, while sailing with Mr. Okaran when you first came to the Earth Nation. Uh, Brock, he was the commander and general residing over the prison camp where you and your family were held before Sora got in and helped break you out with the help of other members of the rescue team squadron. Mm. <clears throat> All of that happened and you guys agreed to assist them in breaking back into their old facility where you were going to get the Kalimba that Mr. Ogron had sent Mayu Yinyu that was said to be the next clue. Additionally, as you guys were finishing up with this meeting where they kind of went over some of their initial plans on how they were going to break back into this facility, Mika, you were reunited with your father. Who, it felt so good. It felt so good to be reunited with your father, uh, who turned out he tried looking for you forever, found his way to Yudao, was enlisted with the rescue team squadron in hopes that the travels that he went on with his teams would help you find or help him find you. Uh, but alas, he didn't need to go anywhere because you came to him. And now he is traveling with you guys into this mission. He's um, partially there as a rescue team squadron member, but you get kind of the sense that he's more there because he wants to be with you and he wants to keep you safe and make sure that whatever you're doing, he's there with you and, uh, you know, he's happy to be reunited with you. So, um, as you guys were approaching the old facility, as Mayu Yinyu led you, um, you guys overheard some voices coming near the front doors of the uh, old base. And Mika, your father, went to go investigate and came back and told you that the specialist, Colonel, General, whatever, Wang Long, had already arrived. Um, apparently, he has gotten there early and he and his men have already kind of started to overtake the encampment, but he informed you that, and I guess this is kind of new, but uh, it seems that they had just gotten there as they're still pulling supp supplies from their um, wagons. Ah, oh, no. You tell me Wang Long came early? Yes, it seems like Wang has already arrived, but it doesn't look like they fully unloaded their gear. So there's still some time to sneak in and recover the plans if we're quick about it. Um, what can we what can we see from here, guys? Uh, so yeah, as you guys look, you can see um, against the sort of darkening uh, late afternoon, early evening skies, you can see some of the lanterns have been lit throughout the facility, causing little areas to sort of pop against the darkness behind it. Um, there's one, two, three, four lights that shine at the front of this facility where you hide in the bushes maybe a hundred yards or so away from. And you can kind of peek through and see the various Fire Nation soldiers bringing crates and some other things over to the front. They seem to be kind of unpacking uh, just a variety of weapons and tools. Um, nothing extravagant, but you notice that the tools are very like, uh, there's lanterns and things, things that are used to kind of really do a deep, search um, and you get the feeling that Wang Long is planning on starting this search for whatever the rebel squadron had left behind at this base um, the base itself again fairly large uh, there's sort of a, a two half main building right at the front 
kind of goes into a pillared section uh, building on the sort of uh, would be the west side. Um, that's where Mayu Yinyu kind of points these out. And he says that was kind of where a lot of the, um, the living areas were. There's a large building in the center. You can't really see too much of it. But he says that was the training area where they, you know, used to do a lot of their weapon and, and bending training. On the east far corner, um, there's, well, actually in the entire back end is like kind of the big main area. Um, it's a courtyard surrounded by uh, sort of a three-storied building. Um, in the dead center of that building, you can see what is the command center, and that's where you're trying to get to. Uh, that's where the plans are being stored. I would like to assess the situation. Absolutely. Please do. Roll away. Throw assess. The dice on the ground. Well, you know, whatever your method is. It is a seven. A seven. All right. So on a seven, you get to ask me one of the following questions. Um, again, you can kind of adjust these questions based on the current situation, but I think in this situation, they're pretty much fit, I think. Um, <clears throat> and then you'll get a plus one ongoing when acting based on the answer of, that I give you to this question. So there's what here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What is my best way out in or through or who is in the greatest danger? Uh, the best way into the command center, please. Into the command center. All right. So you remember seeing the diagram or sort of like the miniature setup that they had of this base. Um, you kind of start to like look over the base and you kind of associate like, oh, yeah, okay. I see what they had back at the rescue team squadron, you know, their big fancy table where they were talking about the plan. You can see how the building layout looks um, based on from memory. You remember that on the east and west side, uh, all the way to the back, close to where the command center is, but not quite there, you remember there were sort of like living quarters or something along those lines in that like three-story building that sort of surrounded this courtyard, and they had windows. Um, they mentioned that those windows were sometimes boarded up, but at the end of each building, uh, on each floor, they had sort of a transition spot where like there was a stairwell and the stairwell was an open concept. So even though the windows themselves might be barred up, although you might be able to find one that's not, or you might be able to break through those bars because they were wooden. Um, at the very least, you know that the stairwell is kind of an open concept. And in theory, you could probably throw a rope up there or, you know, make some kind of an earth platform or something that raises you up there. And then you'd be very close to the command center. Otherwise, if you wanted to somehow sneak in, get through the courtyard, and then go up the stairs directly to the command center, that might be an option too. Well, I have a window. I don't know about you guys. Um, I'll follow your lead. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To the window we go, I suppose. Uh, Mayu Yinyu turns to Mika's dad and he says, Well, uh, uh, Mac Tuck, that's his name for those of you that didn't listen to Mika's prequel episode that you should to. go back and listen you absolutely should it was phenomenal um Mac Tucker do we do you and I maybe we could sneak around to the east side and and the kids can sneak around to the west side and that just increases the chances of uh you know success and of course for all of us if uh, you get noticed by the guards try to make it out as some kind of distraction so that the rest of the group can still sneak inside all right if, if that works for everybody and you see a little bit of hesitation from mac tuck as he kind of looks over at mika like oh i don't really want to separate from her but he um i grab his hand kill squeeze before he leaves me and he you know he, separation he gives, anxiety. Yeah. He gives you a, a squeeze back and he gives you a nod and a smile and 
he and Mayu Yinyu run off towards the eastern side of the building to try to get around and kind of take the same route that you guys are going to go through, but from that side while you guys do it from the, the west side. So. All right. All right. Brock, you're kind of leading the charge as you guys race around to the side of the building, s- sneaking carefully to avoid the firebending soldiers that are sort of getting unpacked yeah. from the from the front. About how uh, how high up is this uh, is this window? Yeah, well, uh, so the windows, uh, they kind of range. So there's the ones on the first floor. Those are about 10 feet up, and then 20 feet up and 30 feet up, depending on how high up you want to get. Um, as far as if you see any open ones, uh, yeah, you do see one that's actually open. The bars have been uh, removed. They look kind of broken, maybe just like in disrepair. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, which ones are those? Oh, that's a good question. It's on the third floor. Third floor is that like where we need to be? That actually would put you a lot closer to the um, the actual command center where the plans are being kept. In this building, what's but it is a long ways up. Like I said, it's like thirty feet up. So. And what's uh, what's the building made of? Um, mostly wood. Um, <clears throat> there's well, I would say that like the the general exterior is stone, but the there's sort of like a, a wood accent to it and the house or the the actual rooftops are all sort of like a terracotta type material is there water around yes so there is i'm gonna use that for an elevator for us to get up like there. a minecraft water elevator yeah oh my gosh all right do uh give me a rely on your skills and training first rock elevator now water elevator whoa what's next which one will be more impressive fire in Dungeons and dragons they call that wall of flames they call that a volcano <sighs> okay so are you sure there's not a rock slide anywhere around here Guys, I got a five. A five. Didn't, didn't work out very well. <laughs> um, you you grab some water from the nearby pond and you kind of like sort of like slam it up against the wall in such a way, uh, but you can't really create like a current to like pull somebody up. It sort of just splashes against the wall and then falls into the ground and sort of soaks into the dirt. Oof. I will um, I will attempt to take the rocks in Brock's rock sack and bend them onto the walls so it's like rock climbing walls okay rock loves it rock climbing so i have sure put them up like almost like a stone ladder yeah absolutely do uh do the same do a rely on your skills and training let's Does see that if you get can... any boosts focus uh, well my i focus? think it's focus. yes that's focus, what i yeah. yeah nine nine all right <laughs> <laughs> someone's upset their minecraft elevator didn't work so on a seven to nine you do it imperfectly um i'm They're gonna tell you enough for all four of us to get up yeah there, like, so six of us there there's four of you the other two went around to the other side yeah. of the building to try to do the same thing you're doing but on that side to try to help like in case things go wrong for one group they can use it as a distraction and give you guys a bit more of an advantage um okay so yes you are able to make a sort of rock climbing wall but in your personal like use of of rocks and experience with rocks um you have it set up in a way that it doesn't really seem like your fellow compatriots could 
climb this this rock wall. So it's just just Brock can get up there. Yeah, you with your upper body strength that you've developed over years of training. Yeah, you could pull yourself up there, but this is thirty Brock. feet of pretty like free climb. Uh, but like I said, you can use mark of fatigue to uh, not accept these these. I can't even reach the first rock, Brock. <laughs> I'll boost you. Or rather, I'll say this: you would you would take a fatigue to take a little bit more time to better set up this rock wall to allow other people to climb up it. Do Almost it. make it like a rock, a very Do rough it. rock staircase. But that's up to you. Do it. Don't be a loser. Or you can find another <laughs> alternative. Like even if you do want to climb up this, maybe there's another opportunity. How high that you is could, it? 30, uh, feet. Thirty feet. Bill can make it up there. He climbs trees all the time. Yeah, sure. I'll climb it. He can make it, right? All right. Are you are you going to go up it, Brock? Yeah. What about me? Okay, well, so you uh, go up. Maybe just I'm more get... agile than you are. Apparently not, because you can't get it's up more the rock of a, wall. It's more of a strength thing. I could get up the rock wall. It's like the difference between in Dungeons and Dragons. It's what like I the difference between I'll acrobatics and athletics. <laughs> well, okay. I can get to that. I can get to that. So basically, you guys will have to roll... In order to make it up, rather than Brock just making it in such a way that you guys can just easily climb it. So. If they can't get there, like if they can't roll for it, can I just mark fatigue and make no. it so they can? Or is it just like a I think I think you need to do it now. <laughs> Fine, I'll mark fatigue since your stupid muscles Be can't get Shut your mouth! I could have made it. Yeah, yeah. You say that now. Me, oh, me. Great staircase, Tell me what Brock. it would have needed to roll, and I'll tell you. It's not my fault. I haven't it would have just been annoying your skills and training. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to. Yeah, it's better. better than I can do. Eight. That's, that's pretty good. You would have done it imperfectly. That's not but a I nine, still would have done it. In theory, yeah. It's not a nine, though, is it? It's... Yeah. I would have done it. Why do I need to roll? Nine. <laughs> well, no, I said... I meant for like which skill you dingus. Whatever the case, you don't need to roll because Brox looks. He starts going up it and then he stops and he goes, "Oh wait, you you guys probably won't be able to get up that." So he comes back down and uh, he sort of messes around with his earth bending a little bit more to make a more adequate staircase for all of you to climb, or almost like a ladder in a sense. What if it's like a staircase and we go up like those goats that go up like horizontally? Oh yeah. Just walk up. Yes, absolutely. Whatever the case, you guys uh, manage to get to the top, hop in through this old uh, windowsill, and in you enter into a very dark room. There's not a whole lot of light that comes through here. Um, it sort of feels like an apartment room, in a sense, uh, just like an old rickety apartment room. There's a small bed in there, and there's a dresser, um, you know, a couple other little things here and there. Um, and then of course there's the door at the end of the room that would lead out onto sort of this like balcony area that goes around and eventually would lead to the command center. Oh, uh, I forgot to say Guo's fact at the beginning. Uh, Guo has dark vision. So. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> nice, right. nice, nice, awesome. How fortunate. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> no. Convenient. <laughs> All right. So what are you guys doing now that you're, uh, you're on, on. The, <laughs> you're on the third floor. Oh, Nice. Yeah, did we? Easy. Did he tell us what we're like looking for? Her plans. Did he give us any specifics? Okay then. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get the looking. <laughs> uh, they said they said they were all coded anyway, so we probably wouldn't know what 
What are you looking for? So if we find something that we don't understand, that's probably it. Yeah. Okay. Now in hindsight, we probably should have ironed those details out before yeah. splitting up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, all right. We gotta wait for our eyes to adjust here, right? <laughs> As you sit oh. in this dark room, uh, a couple of moments pass by, and you can kind of make out outlines amidst the darkness. There's just enough like moonlight that comes in through here to allow you to kind of see is, just is there barely. Anything oh, that we could use as light. Oh, that's a good question. Good thing I didn't take another step. I trip over the stool. <laughs> good thing. Okay, uh, can I go to the door and open it? <laughs> Yes, absolutely you can. Okay. Uh, it's it's locked, but obviously it's locked from the inside, and you are inside, so you're yeah. able to unlock it and then open it. Um, and as you do, light starts to come inside, and you realize that they have lit lanterns along the this balcony area on each floor. Okay. Um, so you peek out, and you can see the courtyard below you, and you can see that on the sort of ground level, there are a couple of guards that seem to be kind of patrolling along there. Oh. Guo has an idea. Oh, okay. And he, for later, perhaps, he, he grabs the bed sheets. Okay, all right. And puts them in his bag. Toga, toga. Oh, nice. <laughs> Guo has acquired bed sheets. Can I grab a lantern? Yeah, sure. Can I so, also grab a lantern? I mean, if you're both, your hands can fit on it, sure. Can I, <laughs> can I assess the situation again? He's saying we're both yeah, grabbing the same lane. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, go for it. Yep. Teamwork. Uh, so I rolled an 11. An 11. All right. So now you can ask two of those questions. What here, what should we be on the lookout for when we go out of this door here? Yes. Uh, so you notice that there are a handful of guards that seem to have kind of spread out through this facility. They're already doing some preliminary searches. And of course, they're the ones that probably lit these lanterns that are spread out. Um, as I mentioned before, there's uh, what seems to be a guard on the, f the ground level. There's another guard a little ways away from him, kind of in the opposite direction you're going. He's inside of the training area which you can kind of see into because it's a big open area with a there is a rooftop but the area itself doesn't have like walls that cover it. it's just held up by some columns um and then as you look across the way uh kind of on the back way far corner of the third floor section you see a guard over there um he's looking in the opposite direction kind of towards the training area so you guys aren't super worried about him but you know that he's there just in case um and then you notice that on the second floor of this area there's also somebody that seems to just kind of be making rounds he's checking in all the little uh apartment rooms that are on that floor um you wonder if maybe there's one on your floor that you just don't see at the moment because like i said it's a big sort of um like a semicircle yeah like a big hotel in a sense so he could be you know anywhere around there but you assume that maybe there's one on your floor and then what's your next question is there anything in this room that will be useful later hmm. that is a good question um obviously guo just grabbed some some bed sheets that that could be interesting mm -hmm. well this is like an apartment there could be like kitchen stuff sure maybe so but like is there anything in the kitchen that might be useful okay later? there's some pretty traditional stuff some pans some 
cooking utensils, which does include knives, if you're thinking about getting violent. I mean, if it's weighing long here, I'm trying to... <laughs> um, trying to think of what else might be of use. Um, for the most part, this apartment is, is still reasonably furnished. What about, like, med- medical supplies, medicine? Um, yeah, you find in the sort of makeshift restroom or whatever you want to call it from from ancient times the proverbial hole in the floor that you know you do your business in and it runs out to a place that disposes of it uh and or bucket (laughs) 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 Uh, whichever whichever they kind of lean towards in this setting uh that they don't talk about because it was a kid show oh man i have to go to the bathroom but i don't want to walk all the way to the hole in the floor (laughs) i'll just use this bucket the bucket and then i'll empty it in later um but you do find a restroom and there are what look to be maybe some bandages or something being stored in there in sort of a little uh the cabinet or something like that would those bandages help us to take a fatigue back oh that's what you're looking for um yeah if if you it's like a med kit in fortnite if you had if you had fatigue that was due to injuries I would be willing to do that. I take some bandages. All right, sounds good. I think for the most part, with all of you guys, since combat kind of is something that we do sparsely, uh, most of it's from just general exhaustion. Yeah, I think. But or because people can't climb up some rocks, so, <laughs> so which would be exhaustion. So there's no monster energy drinks in there. To... Ah, no, unfortunately, no. There's no health ups. There's no healing potions. There's no green mushrooms. There's no green mushrooms or red mushrooms. Or magic mushrooms. Or magic mushrooms. All right. Can you find some of these? <laughs> Just be high as a kite. Let's get. Let's get moving, guys. We don't have. We're not. Pre- we're pressed for time. All right. Let's go. And then, but before we leave the room, Guo leaves a rock from one of his pouches uh not not a special collectible rock just from his other pouch just a plain rock he leaves it by the door is this a pebble rating what is this a no, pebble no. Rating? it's a marker oh, okay. ah it's a marker okay all and right and we shut the door behind us and oh. start scuttling down the hallway sure Guo leaves the door open oh okay all right sounds good Snyder's Return is a tabletop roleplay interview and actual play podcast. We chat with content creators from both mainstream and indie publishers, and we release actual play episodes of systems like our City of Mist game, Meddlers, Monsters and Mabin, and more games coming in the future. We also have a TTRPG review show on YouTube, Fly Like a D6. Come and check us out. You can find us on Twitter, at Return Snyder, Instagram, Snyder's underscore return. You can find us on YouTube at Snyder's Return, Discord, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Skylar here, your friendly neighborhood game master. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know that we at Benders and Brews have been working our creative juices extra hard and pushing our artistic skills to the max in order to bring you some sick benders and brews merch that's right you can head on over to the t public shop we created where you can snag shirts stickers mugs and so much more with your favorite b and characters on them 
grab a Chibi Mika baseball t-shirt, or maybe you want a broccoli mug designed with the Employee Blissful Brew Tea Shop logo. There's all of those and more, and even more down the road when we come up with ideas. So head on over to Tea Public and search for Benders and Brews, or you can follow us on social media where we'll post the links that'll be easily available to all of you. And of course, if you get some of our merch, be sure to tag us in a photo of you with the respective B&B swag because all of us at the studio would love to see it. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Um, as you guys are... Crack. Crack. Open a crack. Open a crack. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Um, as you guys are running down this third floor balcony, sure enough, you can see... Uh, off in the distance, there is in fact a guard on your floor and he stands uh, right in front of the double doors that you can tell open into that big center room, which is the command center. Um, and he seems like he's just waiting for somebody, possibly. Guys, look out. The Wang Gang's in the building. The Wang Gang. Is there like side rooms? I mean, there's like a ton of apartments that you guys pass oh, by as you guys go. If that's what you mean. As we go by, Guo is going to check and see if any of them are unlocked. And like the ones that are unlocked, he's going to set a rock in front of. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. You and find. Open the door. Crack. A crack. All right. Sounds good. Yep. You find maybe three to four different rooms that all are unlocked and able to, to get into. And you open the door just a little crack and then set a, a stone in front of. What exactly are you going to do with those? Maybe you'll find out later. Maybe it won't come up at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that really bugs people. Because they go, man, what was he thinking? <laughs> what goes on in Guo's mind? Uh, how do you guys plan on going about so, so, getting into the command center with this guard there? Uh is he like he does he you said he's like waiting for something is there yes. a bathroom nearby each okay. of the apartments has a either hole or bucket that is represents the bathroom there one unlocked close by sure by the guard um he'd be about 15 to 20 feet away from it okay and you'd be putting yourself in a little bit of danger if you but would. he's close enough to see where if i flooded the bathroom he'd have okay. to go investigate right <laughs> but he would be coming wait these toilets you, have guess... plumbing uh no yes but it's called number one <laughs> what even <laughs> there's water in b why not deny that that's true <laughs> oh guys the bathroom's flooding with pee <laughs> <laughs> He he might think that somebody just you know peed themselves. He'll have to like you know so figure out scared. what this dim what is doing. You the know, Fire Nation. Oh, I ruined <laughs> myself. Oh, no. I can't can't stop. Well, whatever the case, I'm so scared. You definitely got me intrigued. What what is your plan here? Well, I want to make the water or pee what whatever. <laughs> Um, to come out of like the apartment door, so this guard feels like something is amiss. You know, sure. he has to go check it out. Okay, you um, could knock something over. So I could just you... sink him into the ground, and we can walk over him. Well, you guys are on like a wood 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> I could knock him out. All things considered, Mika would probably have some water with her. Or at the very least, you know, she could run back to over where you guys climbed up and get some water from, from where I said there was water anyways. Um, so you have access to water. I'm imagining you sort of use your water bending to sort of snake the water over towards the room and have it kind of leaking out and then kind of manipulate it so that it runs towards the guard so he can see where it's coming from yeah it's coming from one of the rooms okay um here's what i want you to do i want you to roll a trick oh i'm great at those awesome so that's gonna be with creativity Mm, i see some pretty big numbers over there awesome on a 10 plus you get to pick two options from the list so um they stumble and you take plus one forward to acting against them they act foolishly and i tell you an additional opportunity they give you or they overcommit and they're deceived for some time i'm gonna have them do they act foolishly mm-hmm. and overcommit. okay perfect all right so as far as the overcommitting goes he is standing there he's waiting and then all of a sudden he feels something touch his foot he looks down and he sees that there's water that seems to be running up and it's it's on his foot and he thinks well this is strange and he looks over and he's kind of you with his eyes he's following where the water's coming from and he sees it going into or rather it's coming out of one of the apartment rooms um his immediate input in uh thought process probably isn't that there's a flooded pipe necessarily but it is very odd that on the third floor of a wooden slash stone building there's water coming out of one of the rooms and being that you know he's there to try to find you know whatever about the shenanigans yeah exactly the shenanigans going on he goes to investigate it he approaches one of the rooms you guys are all maybe crouched into one of the uh open apartment rooms that guo had discovered were were unlocked uh that are nearby and you watch as he opens up the door to this room uh he notices that it's locked and so he shakes it a little bit and he goes oh and he's not giving up so he decides to kick it in so it makes a loud crash as he does uh, a little bit of noise, but the door flings open. You hear another guard shout over, what's going on over there? And he looks out and he shouts back, no worries. I'm just investigating something and the door was locked. And you hear the guards shout back, oh, okay, no worries. Um, so he's obviously put them off of, you know, maybe noticing some noise. They might think, oh, it's just that guy that's, you know, dealing with that room with the locked doors. Kicking or down <laughs> He's doors. just kicking down doors over there. Um, so there is a, a potential opportunity that if you guys were to make some noise, maybe at least once, um, you'd be able to get away with it thanks to that. Um, mm-hmm. He goes into this room and he kind of just disappears into the darkness as he's investigating this mysterious water. Bill's wanting to shoot people. Whoa. What? what? No. With his Rock staff. gun? Yeah. <laughs> donk. Donk. The old donk. All right, so this guy is not guarding the main door anymore. You guys have an opportunity potentially Run, run, here. run. Run to the main door. Awesome. Yep. Tiptoe. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> um, as you guys make your way over to the door, you look down over you know the balcony area, and you can see um, Mac Took, Mika's dad, and uh, Mayu Yinyu are on the second floor, and they peek out from of you know opposite side from you guys, and they peek out from one of the apartment rooms they see you guys they give you guys kind of like a thumbs up um and they start to sort of like make their way from room to room uh kind of trying to make their way to the stairwell which is at the end of the balcony area so that they can get onto the third floor and hopefully meet you where you're at 
Um, so they're making their way across towards you. Uh, they're a little bit further behind than you guys are. But whatever the case, you guys reach the main doors of this command center and you push them open. And inside is very similar to what you saw back at the um, rescue team squadron base that you were just at, right? It's got a big table in the middle of the room. There's a variety of like maps and plans that are sitting on top of this table. Uh, there's like the little miniatures, kind of like you saw before, but this time they're not placed out like this base. Instead, they're placed out like maybe some sort of a battle area or um, a cityscape or something along those lines. Whatever the case, um, there's like a large globe that depicts, you know, the different nations and where they sit on the world. There's um, all sorts of scrolls and maps and all sorts of other things. Um, there's a big um, desk, like fancy desk with some drawers and such in it where you wonder if some commander figure, probably the general that you met back there might sit at um, on the regular. That's what you see in this room. It's still fairly dark. Um, Bill, I, I think you said you grabbed one of those lanterns that were sitting up there, so you do have that with you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so no one's in here? No one's in here. There's just all those papers. Right. Take them and run. Oh, guys, we got to find the marimba. Kalimba, <laughs> That's what I said. We got to find the marimba. We got to find the marimba. Quo shoves the marimba out of the way and looks for us. <laughs> Kalimba behind it. <laughs> all right. And we shut the door behind us. Yes. Okay, perfect. Can so we, you Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can we jam the door so no one can walk in? With what? I don't know, like a rock. Go for it. Uh, close, uh, not close, Bill's staff. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, there, I mean, there's definitely some furniture in here. Obviously, there's that large table that I just mentioned if you wanted to try to maybe yeah. slide that. Okay. Use his big man muscles to, to push it in front of the door so they can't come in. Awesome. Oh, wow, this is heavy. I think air nomads made this or something <laughs> it is fairly heavy tables like i said it's a large table um i would say that i'm gonna have you guys uh, whoever wants to be the person that does this do a push your luck but i'm going to give you the proverbial advantage yeah um, because of the situation that you've created where that extra opportunity of you guys making a little bit of noise might not be noticed by the other guards because of the whole situation what so. is push your luck roll with creativity uh it is with passion I'll help him move it. Okay. I got an 11. All right. And you with, didn't need it. Well, I was going to say, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So with an 11, you succeed. Uh, bottom line, you, uh, all four of you get around this table. You each grab a section, lift up. Um, some of you may be lifting a little bit higher than others, but whatever the case, you make very little to no noise as you gently lift this table up, set it in front of the double doors that lead into this room and they are the only doors that lead into this room oh. and set this table down so that it blocks the doors from being opened. <laughs> Goes a little winded. I imagine Guo was like, he had, he was holding on to it, but like his legs were off the ground. <laughs> he was being picked up with it. Um, so now you guys are at a little bit of a dilemma that you'd kind of mentioned and alluded to before. You have a whole room full of various papers and other things where is the kalimba and where are these alleged important plans that Mayu Yinyu is is trying Assess to find? Assess the situation. Yeah. Do right. that. I do that too. Let's get through this mess. All right. I'll roll up thrice as well. Mm. All right. Ten. 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 I got five. I got five. 
You got a five. So nothing. Oof, that's a no. Yeah. yeah. Four. Four. That's also nothing. Eight. Eight. All right. So, and then what did you say you got, Brock? Ten. Ten. All right. So, Guo, what is your one question that you would like to ask? What do your fingers to play kalimba music? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's some game theory. <laughs> What, yeah. Is that your question? That's Quo's question. <laughs> what could I play kalimba music with? <laughs> and you think to yourself, well, I bet well, I can. Well, there's that marimba. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> you kind of are, are, what I will say is like you're actively searching for the kalimba specifically. And as you get, you're kind of rummaging through some of these desks and drawers and such like that. Um, you actually see it just sitting there on a chair in a corner of the room. Is it with the papers? Um, there's some papers underneath it, but it's just kind of sitting there by itself. Okay, I'll go over and grab it. Okay. And the papers underneath it and whatnot don't seem like they're from Mr. Ogron. So you wonder, probably the kalimba is just, just the only thing. All right, be careful not to drop the kalimba or bring it over. And like, guys, right. guys, I found it, guys. Oh. And it's a it's a fairly large kalimba. It almost seems a little, like, strangely large. Like, it doesn't mm. need to be this big. Um, the little section with, I, I think they're the keys, I think is what they call them, or whatever they call them. Um, it's it's normal-sized, but, like, kind of the back section where you have, like, the hole and the, the sound sort of echoes through and makes the sound um, seems abnormally or unnecessarily large. So just something that you take notice of. Break it open. Man, not right now. I wonder what the acoustics are like on this bad boy. <laughs> Play it. I can't right now. There's... The Wang Gang's right outside. It's a stealth mission, man. Oh, okay. Um, what are those papers? <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. And then, Brock, you had two questions that you get to ask me. Who thinks that you uh, got a 10? Yeah. Do you need the question samples? Or? I have the oh, you got them? Right okay, here. perfect. These are the only questions I can ask. Uh, if there's something that you want to kind of like alter that's similar but not quite one of these, uh, feel free to ask. What here can I use to foil the Fire Nation? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what here can we use to assure victory? Well, you see a big old super soaker in the corner. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Like I said, feel free to kind of Just manipulate the questions ask, a little ask, bit. Can, okay. How can we find the other instructions the letter what what letter the clue? i thought it came with a letter right the kalimba oh uh, he said he had a letter that he got from mr okaron with right it. so why didn't we read that before this whole mission I, he might not have had it on him i don't know we were in the whole city we i'm sure anyway. the letter was probably in this office <laughs> somewhere in here probably can I ask if the letter is in this office or is it in my union use possession? Uh, I mean, it's not really a question that's like relevant to the current plot yeah. per se, or like the current situation. But yeah. I mean, well, that okay. Okay, what here can we use to find the next clue for Mister Okaron? Yes. Um, as far as you know, the kalimba is probably the only. The only thing that you have, but there's looking at it and seeing kind of how it looks a little odd or a little off. You wonder if maybe there's a little bit more to it. 
What can I use to disassemble the Kalimba? I don't need to disassemble it. Why don't we? We just play the song. What song? The one from Music Box. It's right. it's Gohan's old uh, the circus ticket song. Ticket sales. Yeah. The ticket sales song. It got more people to buy more tickets. Yeah, yeah that's well, what then, the Music Box so plays. If he plays it, he'll probably open it. I'll hold on to my next question. And go play We're not going to play it right now. There's people outside. <laughs> can't do this you can't down. do that <laughs> figure it out God, did you guys besides, find those plans yet we're supposed to find the plans the codes where can we find what here can we use to get to the plans okay is there like an astromech they might be inside oh yeah yeah an astromech yeah there's just like a robot in here <laughs> nice. um well you look around and you see like a variety of, of various scrolls and you know other documents and so on and so forth it's really hard to tell which ones are plans and which ones could just be you know who knows what right the cafeteria schedule exactly exactly or like you know take all of it <laughs> but you also wonder like you know what else in here could be of use you know there might be lists in here that talk about who was staying or living inside of the facility and obviously if they have those names that could be a danger to some of the people that are involved with the the uh or secretly involved with the organization and is there per chance in this room like one of those long like tubes that you put like papers in mm-hmm just like a really long tube. Sure, yeah, there, there's probably a handful of those. Honestly. Okay, I'm gonna grab a really long one. Okay, and I'm going to just uh, start rolling up papers and just stuffing it in them inside the tube. Okay, all right. Just sure. everything in this room. I'm Anything just gonna grab can, right. and just start stuffing it. So you start, you start tube. filling a tube. Yep. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Do you think if we all were to fill up a tube, we could get all the papers in? There are quite a few papers in here. I don't. I don't think it would be. Possible. I'm taking all the plans on the table. Okay. So are there all those windows plans and stuff. Here? There's no windows in this room. No. Okay. This was supposed to be like kind of the super secure gotcha. command center. Um, Brock, real quick, just to kind of like sort of give you a little bit something to work on. Yeah. Um, as you look around and you're thinking about what it is that the group was talking about, the leaders were talking about. The key thing was keeping the plans out of the hands of the Fire Nation. Uh. However, that goal might be achieved. Uh, if you were to try to look through all of these papers and plans and stuff, you would obviously need somebody with an eye for who knows what that is. And that would probably require either MacTuck, hopefully, or um, definitely Mayu Yinyu would be able to tell these. But it's really a question of do you have the time to wait to and hope that they're able to get there? Because if something were to happen um, and they got found out, and you had to make an expeditious retreat, uh, you might not have time. And so you wonder if maybe there's another option as far as keeping these plans out of the, the hands of the Fire Nation. In theory. Do I, I saw my second question, right? Uh, no, you I think that two. was, I think oh, that I was your two. kind of second question. Uh, could I use something here to sort of, I guess there's a lot of paper. Are we sort of sure where the general area of the plans are, or is it just sort of papers scattered everywhere? It's kind of, well, not so much scattered. It's just that there's like, there's some papers that look like they might be important that are on the table, but there's also all the like scrolls and other stuff that are all kind of filed either in cabinets or um, kind of like uh, those little like square shelves that they would have at like a mailbox kind of a thing, um, like a community mailbox thing. There's a bunch <clears> of like <throat> scrolls that are filed into those. Um, it's just a lot of possible information. You're not sure what's what. 
can't. What is? What what what's this room made out of? What's what's up with rooms? Ah, uh, it's probably a wooden room for the most part, or at least it has like wooden, you know, exterior. Is there stone like ceilings and floors and such? Yeah. Also- so like the basic like skeleton of this building is mostly stone, and then the wood is like used as sort of an accent or you know things along those lines. I got an idea. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab the ground. Okay. And just sort of fling it up, kind of like an old, like a mall has those like sliding garage door type gates. Okay. Just like a cartoon, just grab the floor and barricade all the all the papers behind said now constructed wall. Okay. If that makes any sense. So you're basically creating walls that would put a separator between you and the various papers. And since you've moved the table over to the door, I guess that would allow for a little bit more access to do this. Since it's not in the middle of the floor, kind of blocking you putting this this wall up. Your look of confusion is very... Brock, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, we're watching you as you're moving the floor up. Yeah, don't worry. I rolled a 12. Roll, roll. Yeah, no, we're just... Brock, what are you doing? Don't worry. No, we're gonna make sure. That what are you doing? I'm making sure they can't get to these papers while we try and go get someone who can maybe tell us what we're looking for. I'm also very impulsive, as you should know, so I don't really tell you all my plans. Well, there's too many papers for us to take with. Yes. We don't want the Fire Nation to have them. Gotta find. My... So we should burn them. But what if we burn the plans we need to find? We don't know if what Bill has is what we need. So I'm thinking we... I'm assuming the people who made the plans are still alive, but I guess that's an assumption. I'm thinking if we can find Mayu and Mac Truck... Mac Tuck... (laughs) Mika's dad? (laughs) Mika's dad, they might know, but for now, at least they can't the Fire Nation can't take down this wall. I mean, they probably can take it down. Not fire. Uh, I mean, Gwil wants to listen to see if. Well, did that make any noise? What? Yeah, it probably would have made <laughs> well, noise. You know. Yeah. I was I was gonna let you guys discuss before I drop it, but like, yeah. So as you bring up these walls, there's definitely a bit of a slamming noise that kind of emanates. Um, and eventually, you know, you hear the double door. Somebody outside the double doors tries to open them. And he says, you hear the voice say, oh, what's going on in there? Commander, is that is that you? Yes. <laughs> uh, do, a, do a trick. What do I roll that one? That's creativity. <laughs> uh, what's that? I'm heading to the door. Nine. Okay. With my bow staff. And nine. All right. So you get to pick one. Um, I, I'm guessing you're probably either going to take act foolishly and get an additional opportunity, or they overcommit and they're deceived for some time. Uh, act foolishly. Okay. Does that mean like I can, if he tries to ask a follow-up question, does that mean I get another chance to roll? No. No, it would mean that like he does something that he goofs up in some way, shape, or form and gives you some sort of opportunity to do something. To take advantage of Yeah. The situation. So do you want that one 
Yeah, I think we could do that. Okay. So what happens is, is he says, who is that? I don't recognize your voice. And you just, the, the slamming against the door gets more and more violent. And then eventually there's a crash as he sort of like punches through the door. And then all of a sudden he goes, wait, wait a minute. Oh, crap. And his door or his his arm that he just punched through the wall or the doors with is now kind of stuck in the fragments of the, the hole. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like just reaching around. He's trying to pull it out for a second. And then he thinks like, oh, maybe I can I can reach for the door handle. But obviously he wasn't expecting this to happen to his arm. Uh, and so his arm is just a little too far away from the door handle to be able to unlock and open it. Um, so he just goes back to just struggling, trying to wiggle his way out or whatever the case. I'm going to look back at him and I'm going to go, should I deal with this? Bill just... I don't want to say break his arm. But nah, I got this. And Bill's just going to walk up. So he punched through one of the double doors, right? And yeah. he's stuck in it. So Bill's just going to open up the other one. Okay. And just whack him in the back of his head. Okay. Because he's stuck. So he's just going to sure, avoid sure. him. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I will have you do a... What do you have probably to a... move the table? I'm just stepping on it. And I'm stepping over it. Uh, he How broke did down you... the door? No, 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 he just punched through one of them. But uh, the table's right there. I just walked over it. How did we? Le- I assumed we well, just because the door the would have flat. opened. The inwards, door opens though. in. Oh, they were open in. Right. Yeah, that's why. Because otherwise, what would be the point of putting the, the table? Oh, that's in? fair. Oh well, in that case. Yeah, sure. Could I just like lean and like get stand right next to his hole and just like press the stick through where you? Yeah, would no, his arm would be his arm stuck. I can't do that. I don't know. Um. No, I'm going to have to grab one end of the table and I'm just going to move it to the side and then open the door and do what I was planning. Okay. Yeah. Because he's stuck, uh, I'll do the same advantage thing, which I I forgot to mention this. So it's basically you can re-roll your your lowest dice. Kind of a homebrew mechanic that we created. And we're doing a push your luck. So it's going to be passion. I'm pushing my luck? Okay. Or or rely on your skills and training. Either one, I suppose. Oh, well, push your luck's 11. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that skills and trainings more. Yeah. Either way, uh, that's a that's a full success. So you quickly pop the door open. He looks at you very confused. And immediately he is he is knocked out. Uh, his he kind of crumples a little bit to the floor, but only so he's much because his arm in. is yeah. still stuck in the door. Uh, so he's kind of unconscious in a very uncomfortable looking position. Uh, it doesn't seem to have sparked too much notice. Again. Uh, from anybody else since you guys didn't make any noise from the table uh, or anything else up until this point anybody in the surrounding area just assumes that he's still you know breaking down doors okay after I do that can I like head down that hallway okay and turn the corner and see if I see uh, Mayu and McTuck uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, Mac as you, truck. yeah, Mac truck, Mac truck, got it. Mac truck. <laughs> um, actually, as you start to kind of like turn to start going down the hallway, you can see them. They just came up the top of the the stairs, and they seem to be running towards you. Okay, I'm gonna wave them over. Okay, I guess we're gonna all run back into the room. All right. While he's doing that, can I pull the guard out of the door and steal his uniform? Sure, absolutely. Push my luck. Uh, no, I mean, he's not doing anything to stop him. <laughs> he's time. knocked out. So. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Go I'll, for it. I'll drag him off like to another one of those apartment rooms. Oh, okay. And I'll steal his clothes in there, and then I'll lock him in 
the room. Mac Tuck and uh, and Mayu Yu yeah, run running bodies. around the corner <laughs> and they're about to head into that room and they see you just dragging an unconscious <laughs> soul, Fire Nation soldier into one of the dark apartment rooms and just disappear for a little while. <laughs> and they're about to like, they're like not sure if they should go after you, but then they look into the command center and they see the other two uh, waiting for him in there and they're like, uh, okay. Uh, he's got it covered. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, so they go <laughs> he says you shut the door. You lean out and go, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so creepy. Uh, awesome. So they step inside. They see you guys in there. They see this wall that wasn't there when they originally used the space. Uh, they look very confused. And Mayu says, whoa, what is, uh, what you guys got going on in here? Did you, did you guys find the plans and the, the kalimba? Got the kalimba. We weren't sure where the plans were. We just started grabbing everything, but there was too much. So Brock built this wall to protect them until you got here. Oh, um, interesting strategy. But hey, you know what? That uh, that works. Um, so uh, do we move the wall or? Uh... Well, where where the plan are the plans behind this wall? Oh, yeah, there's a handful of important documents I can grab real quick. And Were they on the table? Oh, yeah, there's a couple on the table. Okay. And then there's a couple of, like, lists that were kind of important of, like, you know, some important names of people that we work with. I was just going to grab those real quick. Okay. And they're behind the, the wall. Some of them are. Yeah. I got okay, some in I this mean, old can, tube. Oh, awesome. Okay, perfect. I can try to help. And I just point the general area, and I can take those blocks out. All right. Uh this one and this one and oh it's one of these ones right here i don't know take it can you take out three maybe three blocks yeah yeah i'm not as good of a bender as brock but i can i can move these sure yeah so yeah all right takes out the blocks sure you pop out you know just some little holes in the in the rock so that he can reach in and grab them uh meager are you doing anything during this no no okay just quietly like (laughs) Helping in whatever way you can. No. No, just standing there. Yep. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So he pulls a couple of documents out. He also grabs one of those tubes like Bill has, and he just stuffs them inside. And he says, well, uh, all things considered, I think we got just about everything. Uh, You know, man, I'd almost be tempted to just burn the rest. That's what I said. I mean, do you you think that'd be too noticeable? I mean, we're going to leave. It's a fire nation. They probably just sneezed. Yeah, right? All right. <laughs> they might just blame that guard that got knocked out. Hey, Peter's yeah, pants? that's true. Yeah, maybe. Oh, and Peter's pants. Yeah, there's a giant Peter's puddle pants? in there. Yeah. Wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you guys really put the scare in him. I'm glad you guys knocked him out without him making too much noise. Hopefully, they didn't notice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Ah, uh, awesome. Anybody got any? F- I got fire? this. It's my lantern. Yeah, I think that'll work. I mean, there's so much paper in here. I mean, it'll, it'll I, go pretty quick. Uh, yeah. All right, so whatever the case, once we start this, we got to get going because they're going to notice pretty fast when a whole bunch of fire starts kicking in. Okay, well, how about you start it and we'll make a break for it first? All right, that sounds reasonable. Okay, and with that, Bill just starts running away. All right, I'm stepping out of the apartment like, what's the plan? I'm wearing the armor and I'm just like, what's the plan? (laughs) I see Bill just streak across my face. I am (laughs) running. All right, so as you guys run out, you hear a guard shout, hey, what's going on over there? And it's the guy from across the way, um, and he's looking over at you, and he's kind of pointing at you guys. He looks over at, at Brock, and he says, who are they? Stop them. I got him. Don't worry about it. I got him myself. 
I'll I got it myself. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I got a handy dandy stone clipboard. <laughs> I got this clipboard. You should not question me. <laughs> so for like the twelfth time, do another do another trick. Do another trick. As you know. as you emphasize, I'll get them myself. I think yeah. that's the key here. And what do I roll this with? That's creativity. Okay. Seven. Ooh, a seven. Okay, so you get Closer. to pick one. <laughs> they stumble, plus one forward to acting against them. They act foolishly. You get an additional opportunity, or they overcommit and they're deceived for some time. I think they're deceived for some time. Okay, sounds good. He says, yeah, you, you get them. You get them real good. Oh, look, they're going that way. They're going that way. I got them. And I just run. You run, run after them. Awesome. So obviously this guy uh, believes that you can catch them and, and so on and so forth. But you wonder if maybe his shouting might have alerted some of the others around the area to the fact that something is going on. You're not sure. But whatever the case, you're focusing on chasing these rogue individuals that are running past you. Hmm. Um, as you do that, you see, uh, you start to see some, some bright light start to emanate from the command center as you know that your, your two adult co-workers in this mission have probably started the fire. And sure enough, as you, just before you disappear into one of the apartment rooms that you guys came from, you look back and you see Mighty Yinyu and, uh, Mac Tuck sneak out of the room and start heading back over to the east side uh of the building where they kind of came from to kind of like again split up the the focus um which is really great for them because obviously the focus is on you guys right now as you chase the the children into the <laughs> into the apartment room um you guys are all inside the dark apartment room where you guys kind of started from what are you doing going to the window and climbing down as fast right. as i can sounds good one by one each of you runs to the window and you start climbing down onto the ground floor um Brock, just as you make it to the bottom wearing this this armor and so on and so forth, um, you guys have reached the bottom. You're about to decide where to go. And sure enough, coming from around the building, you see Wang Long himself, followed by a couple of soldiers. They're definitely a ways off from you, but you all look and you see him. So just something. Um, Wang Long looks over towards you. He squints his eyes and he sees you, Brock. And something in him, you can see something in his eyes. He recognizes you. Even though you're wearing the armor, he's seen that face before. And he squints in a glare of hatred and distaste. Remembering your previous encounter. Bill, you look back as well. Um, He doesn't notice you. He's already focused on Brock. But you remember. And you have memories of this man and some of the, you know, experiences both on the boat and even before the boat that you remember him being involved with Uh Um, they all come flooding back into your mind as you start to race away around the corner of the building uh, with your friends and being that you guys are you know the kids that you are versus you know some armored adults that probably aren't quite fast enough by any means you guys are able to escape into the darkness and eventually meet back up with Mayu Yinyu and Mac Tuk as you all as a group head back towards the slide that'll take you back to the rescue team squadron but the remembrance of that man and his influence on your past still you know resides within your heads nice (laughs) and i'll beat him up man wang sure brought plenty of protection (laughs) glad we were able to get out of it (laughs) glad we were able to pull out (laughs) hey how many is that? Is that five? I think that's three or four. 
So we got like six more to go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> As we come to the end of the episode. Um, you guys arrive back at the rescue team squadron base. Short of breath, partially from, you know, running all this way and also from the, the big slide, exciting slide that you got to take for a second time. Um, you arrive back. You're awarded with some some medals of your bravery. Oh, um, you, you all become sort of uh, honorary members of the rescue team squadron, although you're not really assigned to any factions or anything like that because, of course, you kind of have your own mission that's going on. And I'm sure you relay that to, you know, Mayu Yinyu and probably anybody else that asked that, like, you know, we're kind of trying to maintain the memory of our, our past friend and, and maintain the tea shop that he created and they're very understanding about that obviously what they're fighting for is to maintain the rights and the society that they've created here in the earth kingdom from the fire nation invaders and obviously you know maintaining earth kingdom businesses is a key part in all of that um so they're very understanding um but what you're left with before we end this season is you have the kalimba the, the next clue that's on your list that Mr. Okoran has left you. And you're not 100% sure, but you have a theory of why or what you're supposed to do with that kalimba, having remembered the music box that was part of your last gift and an instruction to Guohan that there was a series of notes, sort of a little ditty, a little song that he would need to play with this kalimba. Um, but what that will unlock or what the next hint will be that that will unlock will be something that we'll have to jump into in season three. Well, I gotta make us wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all so much for for being a part of all of this that we create. Um, this is the end of season two, and we will return again with that cliffhanger in season three as this group continues to follow these clues and hopefully save the tea shop that their friend left behind for them next time. He's sad about two. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show. Of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast through whatever podcast site that you're using, such as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the social media icons. Following us on social media gives you access to all news, announcements, and of course, new episodes as they are released. You can check out our website, bendersandbrews.com, which will feature all of our episodes as well as news, announcements, and even cool character and player profiles. It's a great hub of information for the Benders and Brews podcast. I also want to say a massive thank you to Van Stein, who is reprising his role as Mac Tuck. Be sure to check out our prequel episodes, which feature his voice and original appearances of his character. And if you're in need of amazing vocal talent, be sure to get a hold of him on Casting Call Club. Links to his profile are in the episode description. And finally, we would be truly humbled if you would be willing to take the time to leave us a review if your podcast site allows you to do so, such as on iTunes. Or in the case of YouTube, you can hit the like and subscribe button and drop us a comment. Tell us about what you thought about our podcast episodes. It sure would mean a lot to us. Avatar Legends is a tabletop role-playing game created by Magpie Games. Nickelodeon, Avatar, and all related titles, logos, and characters are trademarks of Viacom International Inc. All rights reserved. I also want to thank the following artists who you can find on Fiverr for their amazing creative work on this podcast. Character art was done by Alicio Papadraw. Background art by Kenichi. Music by Joe Tims215. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.